As we continue our journey through 1 Peter, let me remind us once again of the context, because context is the key to both understanding and appreciating the Word of God. Peter is writing in or around 64 AD. The recipients of this precious letter were experiencing horrific persecution. Nero had made it his personal mission to exterminate Christianity from the face of the earth. So these believers were experiencing joblessness. No one would hire them. No one would do business with them. They were experiencing homelessness. The Roman government had seized their property and kicked them out of their homes. So there was joblessness. There was homelessness with no means of income. There was no opportunity or uh, money to buy food. And so there was hunger on top of those base needs being neglected or taken away. There was execution in the Colosseum as many of these believers were hauled off and slaughtered for spectacle and sport. The precious apostle is seeking to encourage these suffering saints by offering them hope. Remember, hope is a bedrock guarantee of a future inheritance rooted in a past event. By pointing them to the one who suffered for them and all that his suffering made available to them, namely salvation here and heaven hereafter. Let's go back to verse 1 of chapter 1 just as a way of review. Peter an apostle of Jesus Christ. Remember the Greek word apostolos means sent one or one who had been called by God. Peter had been called to the specific assignment of encouraging believers to those who reside as aliens. Alien is the first word of encouragement and the first word of challenge in this letter. It is an encouragement because it is a reminder that these precious saints, this world is not their home. They are just a passing through. It is the first word of challenge because an alien is someone who's different, someone whose mannerisms are different, whose lifestyle is different, whose character is different. Scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. That is, this letter was to be circulated and shared with all of the saints in that region who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ. Our salvation was so important and precious to the kingdom of heaven that all three persons of the Godhead were involved in our salvation to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. Blessed, we talked about that word, meaning to speak well of, eulogitos. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Our hope is not dead. It is very much alive. A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance. An inheritance is something that was purchased or obtained by someone else that has been passed on or entrusted to us. An inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved, that it is marked, set aside specifically for you and only you, 
reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Which brings us to verse 6, which is the focus of our session. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. In this, you greatly rejoice. In what? (laughs) Their persecution? No, that would not make them spiritual. That would simply make them masochistic. But what is the source of their rejoicing? Go back to the preceding two verses, verses four and five, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That is the source of their rejoicing. These believers could rejoice in the reality that there is an inheritance reserved for them that is being protected by the power of God. Now, I want you to understand the seriousness of this illustration. As we said last session, the word protected is a military term. It is the act of protecting a city from enemies. A Roman guard unit, consisted of 16 men. Each man had been trained to guard six square feet of ground. Four men would be stationed immediately in front of the object to be guarded. The other 12 men would sleep in a semicircle in front of them with their heads facing inward. Every four hours, these soldiers would shift their position of responsibility. If the object being guarded was destroyed or stolen, the consequences were horrific. Not only would the four men who were supposed to be away guarding the object be executed, but all 16 soldiers would be executed. Do you think They took their responsibility seriously? You bet they did. Imagine how much more seriously God takes his task of protecting us and our inheritance. In essence, Peter is declaring the inheritance is kept, the heirs are guarded. But how is this a word of encouragement in the midst of our suffering and our pain? A, the securing of our inheritance is not based on our ability to hang on to it. It is based on the ability of God's dynamic power to hang on to us. B, because it is an omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God protecting our inheritance, it cannot be lost, stolen, or misplaced. 
and the security of our inheritance in the next life, regardless of the circumstances in this life, is reason for rejoicing. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, some powerful words of encouragement in the midst of suffering. Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, the Lord said, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. There's that word rejoice. For your reward where in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, do not be confused by this encouragement. This is not a promise that life will be void of pain and suffering. Tragically, in our passion and enthusiasm to see friends or loved ones enter the kingdom of God, we tend to sell this false bill of goods. If you will just give your life to Christ, everything will work out. Life will be a rosy road. Most of you who are watching this session know that is an absolute lie, and it simply sets the individual up for devastation. In fact, right here in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said what? Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you for my sake. Is that a rosy road? Absolutely not. So this is not a promise that life would be void of pain and suffering, only that the pain and suffering absolutely cannot and will not separate us from our inheritance. So how could they then and we now cope with our suffering? First, accept the mystery of hardship, suffering, misfortune, and mistreatment. In fact, the Lord Jesus himself warned us, in this world, you will have tribulation. Not you might, not you may, you will have tribulation. Count on it, bank on it, brace yourself for it. But Jesus did not stop with that proclamation. He wanted to say, but take courage, stand strong. I have overcome the world. First, accept the mystery of hardship, suffering, misfortune, and mistreatment. Second, trust God to protect you by his power from here to eternity. Back to verse six, in this you greatly rejoice. This living hope through the resurrection producing an inheritance in heaven reserved for those who are protected by the power of God. Let's keep going in verse six. Even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. What was Peter saying? He was saying, you are going to experience pain. 
you are going to experience suffering. You are going to walk through trials as a result of your identification with Christ. So how could they greatly rejoice? Easy for Peter to say, he was not the one suffering. How could he downplay their pain as merely a blip on the radar screen of life? He wasn't. He isn't. That was not Peter's intention. It was not Peter's intention to minimize their pain or their suffering. We will talk about his intentions more in the next session. But I want to assure you that what Peter was asking of them, he would ultimately model for them. There is a legend that in or around 67 AD, through the witness of the apostle Peter in Rome, a wife of Caesar's friend was converted to Christ and abandoned her pagan lifestyle. Caesar's friend asked that Peter be arrested and put to death. The recently converted Roman woman warned the church, and they begged Peter to flee. Peter was leaving the city when he saw a man coming into the city. And the scene gave birth to what is now known in religious circles as the Covatus legend. In that legend, the question in Latin was posed to Peter. Where are you going? It was said that Peter met the risen, resurrected Lord Jesus Christ entering the city of Rome as Peter was leaving it. And the Lord Jesus, one final time, asked Simon Peter that personal, powerful, poignant, and penetrating question. Where are you going? And according to the legend penned by the church father Ambrose, Peter turned around and went back into the city of Rome where he was crucified upside down while he encouraged the saints. Peter practiced what he preached. The question is, will we practice what he preached? Will we greatly Rejoice, even in the midst of hellish persecution, of personal pain, personal suffering, knowing we have an inheritance being protected by the power of God. An inheritance that cannot be diminished, devalued, nor destroyed. No wonder God calls us to live like we're leaving. For where you're treasure is, there your heart will be also. See you next session.
Thank you for joining us on this journey through First Peter. It is our great desire to encourage you in your faith by taking you deeper in God's Word. I hope you have found these sessions to be both inspiring and challenging. We do not want to stay where we are. We want to continue to grow. As we said in one of our sessions, one day Jesus will call my name. As days go by, I hope I don't stay the same. I want to get so close to him that it's no big change on that day when Jesus calls my name. We want to help you get closer by growing you in your faith. We so very much appreciate you following us, whether you are following us on YouTube at Word Power Media Ministry, on Instagram at Word Power Media Ministry, or, or whatever podcast provider you happen to use. Again, Word Power Media Ministry. If you have found these sessions to be encouraging, please tell someone about us. It is a word-of-mouth ministry, and we need your help. We would also love to hear how we have encouraged you. You can reach us at wordpowermm at gmx.com. We would love to hear your encouragement. As I have said before, finding out how we encourage you encourages us. So thanks for joining us.